Happy Wednesday, everybody. You're listening to the VBAC Link. This is your host, Megan. And you guys, we have a great story for you. Like a really, really great, exciting story. One of those stories that you kind of see go viral. (laughs) I mean, Brenda, you might have gone viral. So... (laughs) But um, they go viral, a lot of these stories, and they're they're really fun to listen to. And I always remember imagining it and being like, oh, what if that, that would be cool if that happened to me. And then I'd be like, what, did, what would I do? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. So um, our friend Brenda here from New York is here to share her story with you. And you guys, trust me, it's going to be an amazing one. Um, I'm going to read a review and then we will jump right into it. Today's review is by just 63636. <laughs> and it says, fantastic resource for mamas looking to be back. Says, I listened to the VBAC podcast in the days leading up to my delivery. I wish I had discovered it sooner. The VBAC link resource helped me through the V through a successful VBAC induction. Love it. Congratulations. It was an empowering experience facilitated by the support of the VBAC link. Oh, that makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. And, you know, we have a lot of people that will find us towards the end and they're like, oh, we wish that, you know, we knew about you. And I'm like, I love that you love the podcast in the time that you did have us. And don't stop listening because guess what? All of these stories are going to continue and they're all amazing and have their own special twists. So if you would like to also re- leave a review, if you feel like just 63636 and would like to leave us a review, we would love it. So check it out. Um, you can go on Google, on Apple Podcasts. You can shoot us a message at the VBAC link on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And uh, you might be the next you know, review right on the podcast. You are tuned into the VBAC Link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself, here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C-section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC Link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan. Hey everyone, this is Megan. Preparing for my VBA 2C was pretty lonely at times. This is why I, along with Julie, created a Facebook community for all the parents preparing for their VBACs. You can find the link to the community in the episode notes today or head over to facebook.com and search the VBAC link community. This is our safe space to share our stories, tips, and advice on how to achieve a VBAC and ask each other questions. Just remember, studies show 60 to 80% of people who attempt a VBAC will be successful. We're here for each other on this journey. To join, go over to facebook.com and search the VBAC link community and start feeling the love and support today. Okay, Brenda. I'm excited to hear that. Like I was reading it, but I'm excited to hear it like from your <laughs> words. I just think it's great. And we kind of talked about this right before we started recording, but I want to also tell the listeners that you have, you have something that a lot of our, our followers will write in and say, my provider is telling me I can't have a vaginal birth because dot, dot, dot. What do you have? A partial bicornuate uterus, uterus. yes, also which is known a as the heart, heart-shaped yes. uterus, exactly. So, 
a heart-shaped uterus. And yes, is it different? Yes. But you are living proof, right? Yes. You are living proof yes. that it can be done. And so, um, yeah, if you have a heart-shaped uterus, listen up. This is quite the story. All right. So I guess I'm just going to start with my daughter's quick story slash birth and everything. And also just mention like her C-section was like, there was nothing traumatic about it for me. Everything went really smooth and it was a really good C-section. I almost fell asleep during it was how like calm and at peace I was. Yes. That's so beautiful though. That's so beautiful. It really, it really was. So the VBAC, like, I mean, I love listening to the redemption stories, but just personally, it wasn't a redemption for me. It was just another experience that I wanted to experience. Which Um, I think is important to note, by the way, like just saying that right there, that because we do hear a lot of hyped and and mine was hyped, I believe. And like uh, traumatic experience, like, you know, and I don't mean hyped, like we're hyping it up, like just, yeah, it's a very intense lead up. Yes. And sometimes you can look back and we're like really struggling, right? And yeah. and it doesn't always have to be that way. And it doesn't, you know, it isn't always that way. So we also need to be mindful to our listeners that maybe didn't have traumatic feedback or uh, not feedback, cesarean, because sometimes yes. we carry our feelings outwardly. So yes. it's, a, it's okay that someone had a beautiful experience. Yes. Yeah. So it was, like I said, it was really beautiful. And I think leading up to it, you know, I had... When I found out I was going to need a C-section with her, I was really disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, I wanted to have like an unmedicated vaginal birth with her. Yeah. And then we ran into, they weren't really complications, but we didn't know about my uterus. Um, I had a very healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, she never moved much. She was breached the, pretty much the entire time. Like from my 20-week scan on, she never moved or flipped or anything. But she Which was fine. Common. Yes. And a bunch of like sonotex kept asking me like, oh, do you know what the shape of your uterus is? And it was too, by the time they had started asking me, my uterus was too expanded from being mm-hmm. pregnant. And I never needed to, like had a reason to go find out what shape my uterus was. So, and we had switched our OBs multiple times throughout mm-hmm. my first pregnancy. Um, we went from like a friend OB who she had two cesareans with him and which were great he was a great doctor I just Mm -hmm. didn't want to be in a hospital really Mm -hmm. um so we had switched to a birthing center and then that we had ended up getting kicked out to of the birthing center because she was breech and I also had um a velamentous cord with her Uh uh-huh yeah so which is also more I feel like is more common than we know yeah yes Mm -hmm. it definitely Mm -hmm. is but i know too like our ob for my second pregnancy said that he usually doesn't find out until birth about it but with my first pregnancy everyone was scaring me about it because it is it can be scary yeah Um, yeah it can result in ugr and complications during birth so yes Mm -hmm. so but i just feel like they really hyped it up for me like you need to get a c-section you know, and I did feel like I needed to because she was breached on top of the cord insertion. So we ended up switching to a midwife after we got like turned down from the yes. Yeah. And it was a midwife that one of our friends who was also pregnant was using. And I was just like, you know what, let's just do it. I don't really mm-hmm. want to be 
with an OB, it's a hospital, like a pretty good hospital here. And so we switched and she basically explained the Valmentis cord because I feel like it was really hard to find information on it. When you Mm -hmm. Google it, there's not like no like clear information on it. And so she had like drawn out a picture for us to understand it, you know, and then she explained like, and the baby's breech and we don't know what they thought. My uterus was like a notchy. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they thought there was like something stopping her from moving. Okay. And then it ended up being my uterus. It wasn't what they had expected it it to be. Okay. So, yeah. So then it like, once she drew the picture, it was just clear and clear. And I just felt like okay like this just needs to happen I can't even attempt it I even like went through trying to find doctors who would deliver breech babies and there was not really many around here so there's not really many around anywhere yeah. <laughs> yeah yes so I did go down that route for a little bit and then I was just like okay like I can't do this I'm stressing myself out too much and like mm-hmm. I don't want the baby to be stressed so we had scheduled a c-section for may 17th 2021 and she was due no i'm sorry she was due the 17th the section was scheduled for the 13th Mm -hmm. and then my water ended up breaking at midnight on the 8th on the day before mother's day Day yeah but i did also like do all the squats and i tried to like induce labor because just personally i wanted her to pick her own birth date i like I'm one of like the oddballs, like when it comes to C-sections, like I don't like to plan the date. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, I would prefer to go into labor and let the baby choose. So I was so excited when my water broke in my sleep (laughs) and my husband was freaking out because he was like, oh good, we have a C-section date. Not like freaking out, but like, yes, he was just like at ease. He was planning that day. Yes. Yeah. And then the next day was Mother's Day, but we got to the hospital and our duo we had a duo and she ended up meeting us at the hospital and because of covid and everything she wasn't allowed to come into the not even i know i think the or they're usually not allowed to come in at this hospital but she couldn't even come in after to see us but she was with us before and it was nice because even though i was excited both of us were really nervous and yes well yeah talking about that you know we get a lot of emails about like well you know, like, what if it goes to a cesarean, or what if I need a cesarean? Is a doula worth it? Would you yeah. say yes? A thousand percent, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I would say, you know, because we had hired her before we knew I needed Everything. a cesarean. Yeah, and then that happened, and you know, she was with us for after, and just like comforting me, and you know, I really, yeah. really wanted to do an unmedicated birth, and she, so it was definitely worth it because she also came over the house after we didn't know what we were doing we were first-time parents yeah also so it was just and then I'm recovering Mm -hmm. from a major surgery like yeah you know it's not just a birth it's a surgery too so and I had never had any surgeries in my lifetime so that was the first one but yeah it's definitely worth it if you can afford it or if you find somebody I know around here they have like a lot of communities where they have like affordable doulas Mm -hmm. which is really nice yeah it was worth it and she was there thankfully like I said my husband and I were both freaking out 
inside mm-hmm. of our heads at the same time i don't think we both realized it yeah and then when we talked about it after we were like right we had to wait for five hours for my c-section wow in the hospital. yeah because i had to get the covid test and then oh wow and i wasn't really so, progressing I or anything say, normally like with that type of situation they would get you right in so that's yeah. interesting yeah they were very busy that night um yeah and They're i know like, the oh, nurse- you're okay you're not yeah. having a baby right now so yeah yeah so gotcha. yeah and i right before i went in i started to get some mild contractions but i didn't know what contractions were until the second break <laughs> so yeah, yeah 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 it was like oh i think i was getting a contraction i don't know but yeah she definitely she kept us calm waiting Good. to go Good. in because um, yeah. five hours was a long time to that's wait. a long time to wait yeah so that was good and then like i said i almost fell asleep on the table and my husband was rubbing my head mm-hmm. and he doesn't do good with blood and stuff so he was trying not to you know keep his yeah. eyes on me and <laughs> rubbing right my here. head to focus on something and mm-hmm. not knowing like it was really keeping me calm but yeah then she was born and it was Mother's Day the next day, and it was the hospital, one of the hospital's busiest weekends in all like years, they said. So wow. it was, yeah. So that's why we had to wait five hours. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Makes and then the next day on Mother's Day, the OB, he was like an on call OB. I actually don't even remember his name, but I really, really liked him just because when he came in to check on us the next day, he, had drawn out my uterus. He said, so we figured out your uterus. It's the partial bicorneate heart-shaped uterus and explained like, this is where your daughter was in the womb and all that. And mm. then bas- I don't remember if I asked him, but he basically just said to me, like, you can totally have a vaginal birth going forward, you know, now yeah. that we know, because they didn't want to manually flip her. I forgot. They didn't want to manually flip her because they weren't sure and then with the cord insertion and everything it was just like too much it could be like a big storm so totally yeah they didn't want cool that he came and spent that time and was like this is what we're going and then he even did say like you can have a vaginal birth in the future you know you know assuming we've got all these other things but that's really cool that he took that time especially during like one of the busiest weekends of the year. Yeah. 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 Actually. Yeah. Thinking back now, like after my second pregnancy, like the midwife, I wouldn't go back to her, even though she's, she's not doing birth. Like she was yeah. great for like that, but yeah. like thinking back and like, she didn't check on us. There's like a lot of things create, like now looking back, I'm like, oh, yes. And all of those things matter. Yeah. They matter. They really do. Yeah. Yeah, but then that was my daughter, Harper. And then I'll just go right into Hudson. All Uh, right. (laughs) So Hudson, he's five months today, by the way, which I was very excited to record this today for his five-month birthday. So my husband and I had my daughter. We decided we wanted to have another child, and we just tried, and two months later became pregnant with him. So I had reached out to our doula that we worked with for the first pregnancy and she lives. So I'm in Queens, but I'm like in like the furthest part of Queens, not furthest part. Like I'm by the beach in Queens and she's in Brooklyn and just where we are, it's really difficult and not difficult, but long to get to places in Brooklyn or like in Manhattan and stuff. We're just really far and it's a long commute for everywhere. 
So she had recommended this other doula who was closer to us from her doula community. And we ended up clicking really well. And I know when I first met her, yeah, it was nice. And then when I first met her on a Zoom call, she had just kind of said, you know, I just assumed I was going to need to schedule a cesarean for a second Mm -hmm. time because this is now they're 15 and a half months apart. So they're not like, yeah, it's pretty close. It's like the close, yeah, the close gestational. Yeah. 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 But she had said, no, like you should, like, if you want a vaginal birth, you should totally do your research. And she recommended the VBAC link. And yeah. So then we, I ended up looking into it and my husband was freaking out a little bit because he also just has in his head like, oh, two years, two years. And that's what everybody is told. Says, yeah. Uh-huh. So that was, you know, once she had recommended that, I started listening to you guys. And then I like the more stories I heard, I was like, whoa, like, okay. So I started researching like, okay, how about babies who were born like 15 months apart or, you know, yeah. just like the shorter age gaps and stuff and I just kept hearing more and more and more so then I decided all right we're gonna try for a VBAC yeah. and when we we ended up calling the midwife back again the out of hospital midwife yes the, okay. well, the, the one from the hot she was in the hospital with us she was with me oh, for the c-section okay, so not the birth center one no but, okay okay yes okay. so the birth center they wouldn't allow me back in either because okay. of the cesarean because of everything yeah okay and even if it was like five years later i wouldn't be yeah able it's, to it's go the in. fact that you were a previous cesarean yeah yeah so she, we did meet with her the first one or two appointments and then i had found out from a like a long island VBAC facebook group um because the hospital that we went to was in long island and i had found i'd seen a post that our midwife someone else who was seeing our midwife wasn't delivering anymore oh and a couple so my husband's a new york city firefighter and another couple in his firehouse was going to the same midwife and they were also pregnant and didn't know either so i guess she didn't tell anybody it was really odd yeah yeah and like you know we went for first planning on giving birth with her yeah and she did say too at our first appointment yeah if you you know go into labor by 39 weeks like you can totally try for a VBAC if you don't we have to schedule you by 39 it was that same thing and then I found out she wasn't delivering and then Mm -hmm. I went to hop around to the other OBs in the office just to see if I clicked with anybody and it was just Every appointment for me just felt like another doctor's appointment. Mm. So, and they all said the same thing. And then in the VBAC group, one of the, somebody had mentioned a doctor from the practice saying like she had to like fight with him to let her go to 41 weeks. Mm. And I'm just not really like, I don't, I'm not a confrontational person. Well, and it's hard because you're already so vulnerable to have to walk in with your fighting gloves up. Yeah your boxing gloves i mean it it's not a great start right yeah. it's not a great start to be yeah so i was just like i'm not i'm not fighting to want to go to 41 or 42 weeks if i if i need to the baby wants to yeah so our doula in her doula community had recommended the ob that we switched to and when i think my so my in-laws live next door and when i had was talking to my mother-in-law she was like Oh, that's the practice that I went to when 
Sean was born and like my oh. husband, but it was a different doctor. Like he had, yeah. he had passed away and it was just this, a different doctor in the same practice. Taking and I was like, practice, yeah. wow, like I felt like it was kind of meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the way to, I think I'd already been switched to him and an old friend had called me, like randomly reached out to me and I hadn't talked to her since before COVID and we're talking on the phone and I'm driving to the OB and she's like, oh, how are you? Whatever. Like she wanted to ask me something. And I was just telling her, oh, I'm pregnant again. And I had to switch OBs because I want to be back. Yeah. And she ended up being like, she had her V back with the same exact doctor. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And she's a little older than me. So her kid, her kids are like my age. I'm like I'm 31. And so her You're kids like, are okay. my age. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So you had a V back with them. And uh, yeah, so it was just like another sign, like, all right, this is meant to be. This is where, this is who we're going to go see for this pregnancy. And when we had met him, he said to me, like, I don't see why you can't go to 41 weeks. And then once you get to 41 weeks, we discuss other options or routes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like induction or whatnot. Yeah. And so that just made me feel really good. Like the way he said that, he said, you could totally, you had a healthy pregnancy. This pregnancy is healthy. So we ended up switching to him. And that was like the second half of my pregnant. Like, pre- actually, I think I switched to him closer to the third trimester again. So then fast forward to 39 weeks. I went for my 39 week checkup. And everything was good. I think I was like two centimeters dilated. I ended up getting the cervix checked and everything, yeah. um, which was fine. He had, I was asked and I wanted to just see where I was because with Harper, I had gone into labor, like my water broke at 38 and five. So now I'm okay. past the date that she was. Yeah. Um, I think I was 39 and two for my checkup or 39 and a one day. And then everything looked good no signs, real signs of labor. I go about my day and I was eating carbs all day. Not, you know, just there was nothing around. I was too tired to do anything. Um, And then after my appointment, I went to a bagel store that didn't, it was like in a very big Jewish community and they didn't have like meat or pork or anything. So I had to get a grilled cheese, but on a bagel because they didn't have regular bread either. And it was a really thick sandwich and it was just like but I was so hungry so I was like whatever I bet it tasted really good (laughs) yeah so then I also had cookies it was just all carbs all day and I remember thinking man like okay I need to just eat like protein tomorrow like this is too much like I feel like carb overloaded overloaded yeah and sometimes you like crash yes yes and then like that night we went out to for a walk with my husband and my daughter and my mother-in-law we took my daughter to a playground and um, there's like a little food truck by us and we got burgers after and I was just like more bread like can I just have the patty but it was just like a little food truck so I just ate it came home we put I put my daughter down and then I went to the bathroom and I lost my mucus plug <laughs> and I didn't know what a mu- I had read about mucus plug but like yeah if it never happened then I, like I just I never knew it didn't mm-hmm. happen with my daughter I had no idea and then I was like, oh, this is the mucus plug. Yeah. That everybody that I've read about, you know, that people talk about all the time. And it was a lot. And then it just didn't stop coming out. So I just texted our doula. Also, this week, 
our doula that we hired was on vacation, which we knew high, like going into the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I had met the backup doula and she, in my head, I also knew I'm like, this is going to be, this is what's going to happen. He's just going to come the week, but she's on vacation kind uh. of thing. <laughs> I just like had a gut feeling the whole pregnancy. So I called our backup doula, Malky, and um, just to let her know, you know, I was like, hey, my I lost my mucus plug. I know it doesn't mean anything or it could mean something, but I'm just right. like, you know, I was like a little crampy, but not enough to like be like, oh, I'm in labor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went down to my husband and I just said to him, we need to go to bed tonight. I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I might go into labor tonight and we should just get sleep while we can. Prepare. Yeah. Nice way to prepare. Yes. yes. So we got ready to go to bed and I went to go take a bath real quick because I had really bad restless leg syndrome. Mm-hmm. They're really bad, both pregnancies for me. Um, so I would take a bath before bed and it helped a lot. So I took a bath, went to bed or tried to go to bed. My husband passed out. <laughs> no problem. He's like, okay, let's probably go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tried to go to bed, but Hudson was like moving all around. He moved a lot. Like I was not used to the movement because Harper didn't move at yeah. all, all my preg- that whole pregnancy. And then this pregnancy, he was moving a lot, but then that night was a lot more than ever. Mm. Um, he was full on partying in there and he, I think finally, when I was finally able to fall asleep, it was it had to be like five or 10 minutes and my water broke. Mm. Yeah. So then my husband and I, you know, because he knew I was trying for a VBAC and our OB, Dr. Backman, he said to me when I met him that in order for a successful VBAC, unmedicated VBAC, he said, he told me to labor at home as long as possible. Yeah. Which was the plan. Yeah. (laughs) That was one of the first things he said to me. And I would have had, we, my husband would agree for a home birth if we lived in a better an area that had a better hospital nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest hospital is just not somewhere you want to be for an emergency, like labor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so our doctor had said labor at home as long as possible. So my husband and I agreed, like if my water breaks again, I'm going to let him sleep until I feel necessary to wake him up because I didn't wanted him to get sleep. Yeah. And so he we needs had to, to rest too. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, Agreed. And we, I went downstairs and I was like, all right, let me call our duel. Just let her know that the water broke. Like, so things are moving along. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she had asked me like, all right, well, like when you want me to come over, let me know. And I had to like, think about it. Cause I don't know how far along I am. And I, you know, I didn't really go through a full labor or even half yeah. a labor. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, all right. And one of my friends was up, this was like at 1 a.m. And she was up. So I was like, all right, let me see if she'll like, I'm going to call her. So I'd called her and I was on the phone with her for like almost two hours just to like keep calm because I was getting contractions, but they were like six, seven minutes apart. Like, I don't know if that's like too close to be home, but I felt fine Mm -hmm. and I was able to talk and stuff. I just couldn't relax and go to sleep. Um, But Malky, our doula, also was telling me that, you know, eat whatever. And I was trying to eat, but I ate so many carbs the, that day yeah. that it actually was great, like for me going into labor because he I carb had carb loaded, literally. Yeah, yeah <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, 
So I was on the phone with my friend for like two hours. I threw up in the middle of our conversation, which I didn't know was a thing mm-hmm. while you're in labor, but I didn't like, it was just like a one and done. Yeah. So it was good. And then I was like, all right, let me just go wake Sean up. Cause we have to get the car seat in the car still. Like I'm not, I don't plan ahead. I kind of like had everything out for my hospital bag and I like, yeah. I knew where I put everything. So I was like, all right, when I go into labor, I'll just pack it. I'll have time. Yeah. And, and which I did pack it, but we needed the car seat still in the car and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me just go wake him up and just let him know. And I had called her doula. I was like, you can come over now. And she was like getting over something. She had been sick. Mm-hmm. And so there was another backup doula for her, but she was like over like the hump, you know? Yeah. And she had like, let me know on the phone. And she was like, do you want me to connect you? You know, cause she knows that you're in labor too. And I just said to her, you know, I was like, nope, I need you here. Like I had met I you. Care. I'm sure yeah. the other doula would also great. I like trust their, you know, who they work mm-hmm. with, but I just needed somebody that I had known and like met already in mm-hmm. person here. So I was like, I don't care. Just come over. You won't touch the baby. And if I need you to hold the baby, you'll just have a mask on kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I said, otherwise you said you're over the hump. I trust you come over it, please. Yeah. And she came over and i took another bath like i took a bath while i was in labor my husband lit some sage and a candle for me and made me bath water and he was just getting everything together and we have two dogs and our daughter was sleeping throughout this whole time like she sleeps 12 13 14 hours a night so she was out cold and i kept saying like oh i can't wait till she wakes up she can hang out with us for a little bit you know i was still moving and talking and whatnot And I was able to fall asleep in the bath for like five or 10 minutes. And then my contractions were still like five minutes apart. So our doula had explained like, you know, she said once your contractions start like increasing to like one minute long, a minute and a half long, we'll start to like decide like, all right, you ready to go to the hospital or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the entire time they were like 30 to 45 seconds. Like they never reached a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, and my daughter woke up probably like eight in the morning, a little after eight. And my husband went to go get her, get her dressed and brought her into our bedroom. And I had gone through the biggest transition (laughs) during labor it was just immediately like, okay, I feel like I have to poop. I know I've heard this in stories. Like, and I looked at our doula and I was like, Malky, like we have to go to the hospital. And oh. this is like, my husband was still with our daughter. Yeah. And she was just like, are you sure? Like, cause she was, you know, timing the contractions for us and mm-hmm. just keeping like making sure we're, we have yeah, time to get there, okay. you know? Yeah. And she was just like are you sure like and then I just had to like think about it and I know like in my head too I was like like I couldn't picture having the baby in the hospital like I'm very like intuitive yeah. um and it was just like one of those things where I was like in my head I was like I don't think we're gonna make it but we can't do this here because Sean's gonna freak out <laughs> <laughs> so when and then when she said that I was like yeah, we had to, we had to have to go. Like, I can't have the baby here because this is like what we had agreed on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, and I didn't plan to have the baby at home, kind of thing. And uh, so I was just like, yeah, we have to go. And yeah. Sean brought Harper into our room, 
And, you know, and the plan was for her to hang out with us and then have her milk, her morning milk with us. But and, it was um, past that at that yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at him. I was like, you need to bring him next door to your parents. Like, we have to go now. <laughs> and, cause it, you know, and he had told his parents that I was in labor. So they knew, like, all right, we're going to be taking Harper soon. Mm-hmm. And um, so he brought her to his mom's. And then we're trying to go downstairs. At one point, Malky, I, like, did have to poop. So then Malky was like, can you, like, feel for a head or something? <laughs> and yeah. Sean was right outside, like, our bedroom. So I was like, oh, no, he heard that. I hope he doesn't freak out. Freak out, but he yeah. was really good. He was really calm hearing all of that. And he, so then... Like, I tried to feel, but, like, I was too afraid to know if there is a head there kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, my dream birth was just to have, like, if the baby's coming, just come out. Like, I don't want to have to push kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just didn't want to know. I just wanted the baby to come out if he was coming <laughs> kind of thing. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, we have to go to the hospital. I just couldn't. I was too afraid to know. Yeah. So, like, Let's just go. Yes. Yeah. So we make our way down to the car. That was like I said, like eight, a little after eight. So finally, we're all in the car at eight forty-five. And I also looked at Malky. I was like, "You were coming in the car with us, right?" And she's like, "No, that was a plan. That was a plan." I was like, "Okay, good, because Sean's driving. I need you in the back seat with me." Yeah. I was like, "I can't do this. Like, I can't do these contractions by myself." Like, she was with me the whole time at the yeah. house, and I couldn't imagine doing them by myself in the car while Sean was driving. Yeah. Yeah. So so she we all got in the car and we're driving and my contractions, like my body just the tension went away completely. Like I was still contracting, but it wasn't as bad as that last transition. And I just felt like a little more at ease. Mm. And my contractions were still there maybe four minutes apart. Yeah. But less than a minute long. And I'm talking to my husband and Malky in the car, like, you know, like breathing, whatever, like I was fine. And we're at the hospital was like 28 minutes, I think, on the GPS it said to get there. So and it was morning traffic. Oh. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't terrible. It was actually like a good time when we okay. left. Um, but my husband didn't think we were as far as I guess I felt at first, like before leaving the house. Yeah. And then I did start to feel a little pressure moving downward and Malky was like, can you feel for the head? And I was too afraid to know still in the car. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I think, I don't know what happened that made her ask me. She had asked me, she's like, pull your pants down. And we were like a couple blocks from the hospital and I was like, what? And Sean she wanted to look for the head. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you just need to look. I was like, I can't do this. I forget like what exactly happened in that moment that she just told me to pull my pants down and, yeah. you know, to check. And she was like, oh, I see a head. <laughs> and like, like out or she's like seeing like crowning. I think she sees like the crowning. And on top of this, throughout my entire labor, you know, I had asked her, like, take all the pictures and videos that you can, like, and so on top of doing all of that and calling yeah, the doctor in the car, like, updating them, she's recording everything for me. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So she, um, yeah, so she said, she was like, oh, I see a head. And I think she meant that the baby was crowning. And he ended up flying out a few seconds later. 
in the car and we were a block away from the hospital. I can't. What did Sean do? Uh, He kept driving. He had to run a couple of red lights. (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah because he was taking his time at first and then once i think she said she saw the head he had to skip through some red lights and go around yeah Yeah. and because we were so close like he just went right to the hospital and right to the front of the hospital and malky kept calling the hospital and you know i was just saying like okay well we're coming she's literally about to have the baby and i don't remember if she called when the baby was there but when we got there the nurses were waiting for us in the lobby yeah and so sean like parked right in front of the entrance and ran in and they were like oh like where's your where's your wife and he was like she's in the car with the baby with the baby (laughs) and so they all like came running out of the hospital yeah so they all came running out of the hospital and then the nurses came in to check on us, you know, and I'm while we're driving that last block, I was trying to get Hudson like skin to skin because I had a T-shirt on, you know, yeah. and I'm like, wait, how do I rip this off? And I'm like, I can't. And at the same time in my head, I'm like, is Sean OK? Like, is he going to pass out? Because he gets really like woozy, you know? Yeah. And um, and then I was like, wait, but I also just had a V-back like I was, you know, <laughs> all the things so that go through your yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know like what to do first and I'm like trying to get him on my skin. Yeah. But it was really cool. And they came out and they let me cut the cord in my car. <laughs> that <laughs> and, is awesome. Yeah. That's that awesome. was one of the things I really wanted to do was cut the cord myself. And Sean wasn't able to cut Harper's cord because like I said, he gets oozy. But I think after that car ride, he was able to cut the rest of the cord for Hudson in the yeah. hospital, which I was shocked that he was just like yeah i'll do it he was probably in the like fight or flight like sure yeah Yeah. like you know not really able to like think about what he was doing yes yes so he um yeah so he was able to do that and he made it without passing out i know one of the first things when we parked too i was and as soon as he got out of the car i was like is he okay is he gonna pass out yeah i I think you're like you like have this baby in the back of the car and you're so worried about someone else's feelings i love it (laughs) i just you know like i just wanted everybody to be happy and safe and i didn't want my husband to pass out and he didn't thankfully but he um he was in for it (laughs) i love it and then the placenta was delivered in the hospital and they had given me a little Pitocin to get it out. And our OB was in the middle of another labor when we got there. And then actually, I think he just got out when they got me in the bed to get into the hospital. And he, um, first thing he said was, well, you didn't need me for your VBAC. <laughs> <laughs> so but, you did that on your own. You did yeah. that all on your own. Yeah, that's like crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is. And I didn't push like, you know, I felt the pressure, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, You know, even after all the stories that I've listened to, I was just like, I think the baby's coming, but I don't know. And I think maybe part of me was trying to hold it in until we got to the hospital. So my husband wouldn't pass out. But (laughs) then it's just the husband was like, nope, I'm coming right now. And I'm coming. Yeah. I mean, there he was in the yes. back of the truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Huge congrats. I really did. I, I've always like wondered what 
would it be like? What? Yeah. What would you know? And you see those videos, and and the videos go crazy because everyone's like, "This is amazing!" You know? Yeah. Yeah. But really, like if you think about like your story is one that one of those that like everybody thinks about or that they're like, I yeah. don't want to do this, but then it sometimes happens. Yeah. 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 It was quite the experience. And I know I've heard it. I've heard like, even like on your podcast stories or people are like, Oh, like I almost had the baby in the car. And you know, that wasn't really like my intentions, but it happened. And you know, mm-hmm. I was, I always, whenever I heard them in stories and stuff, I was like, wow, like, could that be me? No, like I might just be a C-section mama for the rest, yeah. you know, like yeah. that was just in my head, but yeah. Yeah. And like I said, before we left, when I said to Malky, like when I pictured, when she asked me if I'd be more comfortable, like, no, I wouldn't be more comfortable in the hospital, but in my head, I couldn't picture having a baby yeah. in the hospital which was crazy. So it was like, I kind of knew we were going to make it, but I wasn't trying to not make it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That intuition was speaking to you. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh man, we might've stayed home a little bit too long. Oh, oh, well, I love it so much. It's so awesome. It's so, so awesome. And I love that you found, I mean, you've had just this journey of, you know, finding providers, you know, a little bit closer baby yeah. like pregnancy and birth you know heart-shaped uterus you've got all of these things and then you just have this beautiful car birth accidental car birth <laughs> um but a beautiful be back so oh i'm so happy for you and huge congrats thank you yes there's just one more thing i wanted yeah. to mention yeah was when we did switch to our ob he was like a very old school like they're like a very old school practice so they do they don't do like the the measurement. Um, oh yeah, what's it called? Yeah, they don't measure anything. But he had sent me to their high risk tech just to check everything out at, towards the end. And it was I only had one appointment with them. Yeah. Um, and I remember being in there and the doctor and like after the tech had measured everything and everything looked good, the doctor came in to talk to us and she had. Uh, she like made me feel like I was crazy for wanting a VBAC mm. <laughs> so close. And I know like uh, towards the end of the appointment, she was like, oh, um, do you want to know what your, like what percentage, like your success VBAC percent- calculator? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which I didn't even know was a thing till she asked me. Totally and a thing. I was like, and I, I don't really get intimidated. Like, I don't know. Like I am just the type of person that I need to know every little thing that could go yeah. wrong. And I, it, it doesn't stress me out, but I have friends who does stress out and family who stresses it out over that stuff. And they mm-hmm. would rather not know, which I respect. I'm just the opposite of that. Um, so I was like, yeah, go ahead, do it. You know, I'm yeah. curious. And I think it was like something like 75% or something. It was like in the seventies. And I was like, oh, great. That's a good number. You know? Yeah, and I think she was yeah. trying to scare me. With and- it. Yeah, it was like, it was really weird and uncomfortable. And they had mentioned too that I had development as cord insertion that the second pregnancy too. And I said, no, I don't think so. Like it's been pretty strong from the beginning. And like when we were still at the other office, like I know it can change, but they didn't, they, like nobody ever said anything. And they had told 
ROB this time, like, oh, she had the Velmets court insertion kind of thing. But I know she didn't make a big deal out of it, but I just knew it wasn't a Velmets court insertion. Mm-hmm. And at like at the hospital when the placenta was delivered, ROB was like, nope, you were right. They were reading the paperwork from my first pregnancy. Oh. And I kept saying that to her. I'm like, are you sure you're like reading the right notes? Like yeah. this is from like, this is everything you're saying is like from Harper's pregnancy, not this pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, no, no, no. Like kind of like I'm right and you're wrong. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, I know what I'm feeling. So you're like, but okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sounds like you're really intuitive. Yes. Awesome. I was just happy to be right after, you know, the VBAC and then. When the doctor was, like told me, because I was just like, can you just make sure I'm curious? I know the placenta's yeah. here. Everything went well. But Still like, curious. I just needed to know. Yeah. Like, did they really mess up? And Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that was Hudson's story. And I can't believe that he entered the world like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me either. But it's amazing. Such a fun story to share you know, forever. And he'll be like, yeah, I was birthed Born in a car. In a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much. So, so much for being here with us today and sharing your story. And I, so really quickly before we go, I feel like you're like, well, you're an entrepreneur. And I just kind of wanted to like share your stuff and we'll make sure to um, tag all your stuff on Instagram today and have it in the show notes. But do you want to tell everybody? So you've got like, well, I mean, to me, it looks like custom designs and like t-shirts and hoodies and hats and beanies and all these things. And then are you a yoga instructor? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I teach yoga. Um, I actually recently went back to a spa that I was teaching at a couple. I guess I've been there for over a month now. Awesome. Been back for over a month because COVID happened, and then I got was pregnant for two years, and then recently I was like, okay, I need to go back to teach, and yeah. and I don't want to work full time. Like I love being home with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just yoga is just nice because it's just one hour out here and there. Um, yeah. and like I said, we live next door to my in laws who are amazing help yeah Um, so that's really like and I'm able to go teach because of them because Mm -hmm. if we didn't have the help you know my husband works too and his schedule's all over the place so yeah yeah so awesome so where can people find you my instagram is yogi brenda lee and then we also I also make t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff at home we do local designs and starting to branch out to do just not some local design so that people elsewhere can find. And my husband's been helping me with our website and that's called channel creations. Um, I think the website is channel creations, bc.com. That's what I have. Okay. Yes. Yes, Super, super cute stuff. I mean, you should, uh, yeah, you should, we should, I should, uh, have you do a custom feedback sweatshirt. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll have to write you. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. We're here. Yeah, we do. We make stuff for some local like companies here, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of our friends usually hook us up with people that they know for their businesses. But yeah, so that's awesome. That yeah, and we have I'll show you, but it's this mama shirt that 
we just recently came up with and it has like the hearts with everybody's name on it yeah and the dog's names are on here (laughs) (laughs) i love that so cute so cute yeah would you like to be a guest on the podcast tell us about your experience at the vbacklink.com slash share for more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julian Megan's bios, head over to thevbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC Link.